The serious side of the J. Ross Show is coming up next, right here on the TJRS Radio Network. My father's conversation with me was daily. My grandfather uh, talked to me as a, as, a, as a black man from Augusta, Georgia, growing up in the Deep South. Frightening. And I'm being very light when I use the word frightening. If something goes wrong, your first line of defense, uh, you know, your parents not being there, is to go to the police. If you're Caucasian. So, I, I mean, yeah, still, that's what you still, teach your children. Unfortunately, uh, you know. it can't work for black children, right? right? Being an African-American is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful blessing. You have come from great people. What I love about you as my son is I remember when we thought about having you and, you know, knowing that we wanted you and watching you grow. You are the Muhammad Ali, you are the Malcolm X, you are the Martin Luther King. You are an amazing young man, and the future is yours. And I will do my best to make sure you're safe. That's it. I love you. Why should I vote? Nothing ever changes. The system is rigged. Why bother? Whether you're trying to get dinner on the table after working a double shift, dropping baby off with grandma, or studying for exams, voting can feel like the furthest thing from your mind. You might even feel like it's just not worth it. But that's exactly what some people want you to think. The truth is, when we stay home, things stay the same or they get worse. But when we all vote, we get new ideas and new energy. We get leaders who share our values and listen to our voices. That's how we change America. And that's why it's so important to register right now and vote this November. And in every election, go to whenweallvote.org or text WEALLVOTE to 97779 to get started. And know that your vote will make a difference. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies are reported in critical condition this morning after they were shot last night in what officials say was an apparent ambush. They were seated inside their patrol vehicle at an MTA station in Compton at the time of the shooting. Bishop Juan Carlos Mendez is the founder and president of the advocacy group Churches for Action. He says he went to the hospital to pray for the deputies, but a crowd of protesters had also turned up. We, we noticed a group of people trying to get into emergency rooms. And <clears throat> thankfully, uh, the uh, officers were able to stop them and not let them enter into emergency rooms. Suspect in the shooting remains at large. The sheriff's department says they have a generic description of the gunman. Tens of thousands remain displaced because of the wildfires burning in California, Oregon, and Washington, and more than two dozen people have been killed since mid-August. In western Oregon, the fires remain largely uncontained despite more favorable weather conditions this weekend. Oregon Public Broadcasting's Emily Curitan reports that people who evacuated days ago don't know when they can return home or what they may find. 
Central Oregon resident Jason Rogers fled his home on the Mackenzie River in the middle of the night. It's still standing, but it's also still too dangerous for him to return. And Rogers says not knowing exactly what has and hasn't been lost in his community is difficult to bear. I think I'm this hardcore, you know, army guy, but emotions have been running wild and I'll just end up, you know, start crying over text or something like that. In Rogers' rural community alone, the sheriff's office reports more than 50 people are still missing. For NPR News, I'm Emily Curitan in Oregon. In California now, President Trump is expected to travel there tomorrow. The White House says he will travel to McClellan Park near Sacramento to get a briefing on the wildfires in that state. During a campaign stop in northern Nevada last night, President attacked Democrats and repeated claims about bail-in voting. Paul Boger from member station KUNR in Reno has more. Speaking for roughly an hour and a half, Trump repeated several unsubstantiated claims that mail-in voting leads to increased voter fraud. Lawmakers in the state approved a measure to move to a mail-in election last month. He says his attorneys are looking to have the law overturned ahead of the election. We're in front of a court, and hopefully the court's going to rule, because this is the greatest scam It's the greatest scam in the history of presidential politics. These people are, they've gone crazy. Trump also took aim at his Democratic challenger, former Vice President Joe Biden, telling the crowd that he was prepared to be, quote, really vicious as the campaigns move into the final week before the election. For NPR News, I'm Paul Boger in Reno. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. Barack Obama had big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. An update now to that breaking news out of Compton. We just learned that two LASD deputies were shot by a suspect, both reportedly shot in the head, and both have been rushed into surgery. Now there is a manhunt underway to find that suspect. We told you how huge and expansive this scene is. Uh, We're still learning more information on who this suspect is, where he came from, but we understand that those two deputies may have been ambushed just a bit ago. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much and welcome all. Good morning. Today is September 13th, and here are the topics that we will be discussing this morning on the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. The Lion President. Donald Trump knew how deadly COVID-19 was as early as February 7th, yet he lied saying that he wasn't briefed on the subject. This man really and truly has blood on his hands. The Trump supporter, you know, we often wonder why people support this man. There are people who honestly think that this man is fit to serve. 
This will be a funny SNL skit, I promise you, but this is real life, which makes it all the more sad. And Law and Order President, as you heard, two California cops were ambushed last night, shot in the head, and thank God they're in surgery. Looks like they're going to be okay, but they are still in stable condition. But this narrative supports Trump's new Law and Order slogan. We'll discuss this more in detail on the show. But as always, you know me. I'm never here by myself. I got some of the very best people in the business with me. Let me start off with my big sis. She's a person that's traveling all around the world. She's a person that watches CNN, MSNBC, and hangs out with Trump supporters. So you don't have to. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybe. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning, Miss Jay. Excuse me. Good morning, everybody. Glad to be here. And Bobby had out of town company come in for our anniversary. Shout out to my husband of 38 years. 38 years. So, yeah, we were hanging out with the Trump supporters. But, you know, we have a rainbow family, Jay. So, um, I don't think the Trump supporters were very happy about seeing. (laughs) <laughs> the Rainbow Coalition out there. Oh, wow. So what? <laughs> they can go to hell. How about that? Sorry, That's God forgive me on a beautiful Sunday morning. There you go. Welcome. Happy anniversary to you and Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, big sis. All right. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, Vanessa. Mwah. Happy happy anniversary to you and Bobby. Thank you. Mwah. Good morning, Kathleen. Mwah. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, Jerome. And good morning, Hawk, wherever you guys are. All right, yeah, thanks. Speaking of the three amigos, you know, obviously we announced last week what was going on with Jerome and uh, Kathleen. Johnny Johnny D is on the highway. He's going to try to check in uh, because there's a lot to talk about, and I know his voice is a much-needed resource this morning. Uh, the chat, chat room should be open, 347-850-1272. You can be a part of the conversation, if you like, or you can monitor some of the many websites that we try to monitor throughout the course of the show. Got some messages this week saying, hey, Jay, you forgot about this particular website. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I I can only bring up so many tabs during the show. So I'm going to try to peek in there and see can I grab some comments from there this morning as well. And when I talk about comments... You can, uh, you know, you can call in uh, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two, or if you are bashful and shy, you can go to the world famous chat room, drop your comments, or we can find them wherever they are. And if they are respectful enough, we will read them during the chatterbox section of the show, which is about ninety minutes from now. But until then, we have a lot to talk about on this Sunday morning. So without any further ado, let's get right into the first topic of the morning. We are following this breaking news, startling new revelations about when and what President Trump allegedly knew about the coronavirus, according to a new book by Bob Woodward. The president knew of the dangers of the coronavirus weeks before the first death in the U.S. And instead of warning the American people, the president decided to play the virus down. Woodward recorded two separate conversations he had with the president for the book. One from February, the other from March. Here's some of what the president told him as obtained by CNN. 
It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you. Sure, I want you to I be. wanted to, uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. That was the President of the United States saying that uh, pretty much he knew how deadly the virus was. And this conversation was taped February 7th, okay? Think about that, February 7th. And he said he knew how dangerous it was, but he wanted to play it down because he didn't want to create panic. You know, there's so many ways to go with this. Let me just jump right into this with you, Mr. Elias, man. When you first heard this, my goodness, man, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you heard this man admit that, hey, I knew about it, uh, but I just wanted to downplay it? Your thoughts, Mr. Elias? Well, you know something, man, it, it did not surprise me. It did not surprise me in the least bit because that's who this guy is, man. You know, and then, you, you know, you got his, his law supporters who are going to back him no matter what. They're going to lie for him. They're going to keep going with the same old stuff. It's It's just tiring. You know, to to even go through this, but you 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 know to to know, you know that this thing was here and you knew how deadly it was and you didn't want to spare panic. Well, next time there's a hurricane coming, don't don't say nothing about a hurricane. Just let it come. You know, just let it happen. You know, come on. If the American people are smart enough, they said if you tell them, guys, this is what's happening, how's that gonna spread panic? But you'd rather two hundred some, almost two hundred thousand people die than, than to tell the truth to them, the American people. And I, I believe in my heart of hearts, it's what killed my mother. Because the bottom line, as I went to go see my mother on a Friday, Saturday, my mother was having problems breathing, and she said it felt like something was going laying on her chest. So, for him to sit here and act like. You know, it's going to that. And then you come out right out after that and say, oh, it's nothing more than a flu. It's, not, it's nothing better. It's, we've had the flu kill people like this. No, the flu has never caused this pandemic and shut down places like this. This is, this is unreal. It's just getting, it's just tiring that people don't, I mean, he's shutting down the Social Security. I mean, and, and he's talking, he's, the veterans, it's just so much crap that this guy does that he cannot be touched for. And you got these dumbasses like in our chat room who are still going to support him. And Evie's a, a veteran. He's a veteran. He could have been appalled at Trump not saying anything to Vladimir Putin about um, about um, the veteran, about the uh, him taking out um, bounties, bounty on American bounties soldiers. On American soldiers. Yeah, I mean, these, these, this is just, I mean, it's just so much crap. Every week, every week is the same, the same crap. It is the same crap every week. And then, you know, then easy puts, I feel the same about the opposite side. Well, the opposite side never lied about the pandemic, easy. They never lied about the, they never lied about uh, 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 what could happen with this. He did, he lied about it. 
talking about he did not want to incite and, and cause a panic. You always you are supposed to be honest with people. That's what you're supposed to do. But he lied. But he does that all the time. So you know, it's nothing new. It's, it's, it's the same old same old Trump. And and his supporters, he's not gonna lose. He's not gonna lose one bit of, of support for this. Not not his loyal supporters. They, he, no matter what he does, he's not gonna because they're they're dumb. They're dumb as hell. So it is what it is. You know, it's interesting. You talk about all the lies he told. Let's listen to some of the lies Donald Trump told after the fact. Now these are the common statements that he made after he had his briefing on the coronavirus. And he told Bob Woodford, it's not like the fact that, here are a couple of things I want you to think about as we play this. He told the American people that he was not briefed on it. He didn't know anything about it. It didn't reach the re- it didn't reach his it didn't reach uh, his desk or whatever the hell he said. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't no real big thing. He didn't know about it. This was now, but but keep in mind the recording is from February seventh. Here are the comments that he made subsequently after being told that it was a deadly pandemic, and the fact that he even told the reporter this thing is deadly. It's an airborne virus. He had it's rally. deadly. He, he held rallies after he, that. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. This is the hypocrisy of this man. So listen to what he has. Here's some of the statements he made after the fact, folks. We're prepared and we're doing a great job with it. And it will go away. Just stay calm. It will go away. Because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. With the flu, on average, we lose from 26,000 to 78,000 people a year, even more than that in some, some cases, some years. We haven't lost anybody yet. If we can hold that down, as we're saying, to 100,000, it's a horrible number. Maybe even less, but to 100,000. So we have between 100 and 200,000. We all together have done a very good job. The Democrat policy of open borders is a direct threat to the health and well-being of all Americans. Now, you see it with the coronavirus. You see it. You see it with the coronavirus. <laughs> so, Vanessa, that's him. Those are some of the comments he made after he knew that this thing was deadly. After he knew Vanessa, he was briefed on this February 7th. But yet, he stood in front of his adoring minions and made all those comments about, oh, this is something that the Democrats made up. Now, he's being briefed from people of his own administration. But he yet and still he stood there and told that freaking ball-faced lie that, oh, you know, it's no big rip. You know, it's going to be, you know, we only have 15 people. Let's keep the boat off the, the uh, you know, let's keep it off the shore. It's only 15 people. We don't want that. This is the president of the United States. Vanessa, what say you? Wow. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I wish you and Les could see me sitting here. Y'all imagine y'all being around me, making up my face, shaking my head while you're talking to Les about all of this. I am so, Les, I'm talking to you when I say this. I am so sick of talking to them people on Facebook and fighting with them with their <laughs> ignorant have to forgive me with their ignorant asses until I am over it. I am over it. Did y'all see what I sent y'all yesterday? 
all those mm-hmm. lies that that person is believing from Donald Trump, every lie that he tells, they believe it. If he says the sky is purple at midnight, they all going to say, yeah, it was purple at midnight. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it wasn't. They just believe everything that he says. And that scares me. That scares me because people that I would have never thought in a million years that I have worked with for almost 20 years, I would have never thought that those people would have been believing everything that Donald Trump said. And when I read that yesterday and was fighting with all of them white people yesterday, Bobby said, just get off that computer. Because I haven't been on Facebook for like four days. Bobby said, stop arguing with them ignorant Trump Trump supporters, Vanessa. You are not going to change their mind. Nope. Jay, I don't care what we say to them. I don't care. When Donald Trump said he could go stand out there in the middle of the street and kill somebody and get away with it, damn it, he's getting away with it now. Because he's killing people with the coronavirus. So what he said, he meant it, and he's getting away with it. I am over it with him. I'm over it with his retarded, crazy son who's going to be running for president next. Because his son is going to run next. I'm over it with all of these white people and stupid black people who are backing him. If I sound like I'm mad, I'm upset, that's because I am. I am sick of it. Sick of it. And my white cousin that was out there with us this week, in Donald Trump land, somebody walked up to one of them and said, well, you know, she said, well, we went to Massachusetts last year. One of the white people walked up to her and said, oh, that's Democrat country. She said she looked at him and rolled her eyes and walked off. I'm like, how dare people just think that they can just say anything to you? Anything. So he don't even know her. That's Democrat country. So does he know if she's Republican or Democrat? She married to a black man. We all was sitting there. So you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm trying not to be a racist behind this, but it's getting hard, 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 honey, not to be a racist behind this. It really is. Well, you know, Vanessa, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I don't think it's being a racist. I think it's a situation where you have people. I've always said this. If I if I don't like you, it's not because of the color of your skin. It's because of what you represent and, you know, how you carry yourself. I don't give a damn about how you look. I mean, because some of the folks that I cherish the most in this world are white folks. So I use that as a description of them, not to define who they are as far as character. So uh, it's not even being a racist. Because if you're a black person that supports this fool, you know, you're on the other side of the fence for me as well. But here's the thing I don't understand. And, 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 you know, and, and I'll say this, and I know people... Well, you know, if you're listening somewhere, you're probably rolling your eyes. If you're listening live or if you're listening, you know, throughout the week or whenever you decide to get this content. You know, when you, when you, (laughs) I always tell people, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And when you change out some of the scenarios, let me, let me give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. This man knew that this virus could kill you. He knew it. Mm-hmm. And yet still he didn't tell you So his reasonings for this was Well I didn't want to create panic And I've seen some hosts On other shows Say well can you blame them You don't want anyone panicking do you 
Yeah, you're right. So here's an example I'll throw to you. You go to the doctor because you have this big ass wart on your neck. And the, and the doctor finds out that it's cancerous. It's stage four cancer. But the doctor says, I don't want them to panic. So I, what is that? It's just a big mole. And it's going to probably go away in, in a few weeks. So you don't worry about it. It's a little red, but it may go away, you know, because I don't want you to panic. Right? I don't want you to get upset or try to take preventative measures to save your life. No, I'm just going to tell you it's a lie. I'm going to tell you it's something that it's not. Are you idiots listening to this man? I feel well, sorry listening, for people. Just, they are listening, but they're listening on a deaf ear. No, they're not, Vanessa. Listen, they can't be. You can't, the person of sound mind and judgment... That scenario that I just gave you, if any of those Trump supporters walked into a doctor's office and went in because they had something on their body that was foreign, and the doctor told them that, oh, wait a minute, it's not, well, you know, it's just a little bump. You'll be okay in, you know, in three weeks. And they find out that that doctor lied to them. They'll be the first one calling their attorneys trying to sue them for malpractice. Thank you. Thank you. But you know what? None of the Republicans are going to take that vaccine. Because they're already saying that they're not going to take it until Ivanka take it. Not Melania. Not Melania. They said they're not going to take the vaccine until Ivanka, his little princess, takes it. So they're only believing him to a certain point. Because when I go on their page and look, I'm reading what they say. But my point, I hear you. But but my point is, is that it's amazing to me how these people just takes conventional wisdom and throws it out the window when it comes to this guy. You know, a few months ago, we played some clips about all the, you know, when, when President Obama wore a brown suit in the Oval Office. Oh, my God, he is disrespecting the office. He should be impeached immediately. And then they went back and showed pictures of Reagan wearing a brown tan suit. Oh, he's in, the, he's in the Oval Office without his coat on. That is disrespectful. Then they went back and showed pictures of Reagan sitting in the Oval Office with a, with a golf shirt on. So it's a double standard. And what this tells us is something that, you know, Maya Angelou has always said, if you listen to some of her poetry, her poetry the bottom line is they are who we – look, like, oh, look, like Dennis Green said, Ms. Delias. Hey, the best who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Donald Trump is who he is. People who support Donald Trump are who they are. Don't give me this, oh, I voted for Obama once, crap. Get out of here with this nonsense. You guys are mesmerized by the fact that he's rich. He don't give a damn about y'all. If someone tells you, here's another simple, 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 simple scenario that even the dumbest person on the face of this planet can follow. If someone tells you, hey, man, look, if y'all walk in that room, there's a possibility that y'all, there's a very good possibility that y'all going to, that, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe 75% of y'all going to die if you walk in this room. And then this person takes you in the room and don't even tell you this. It's the same thing with the virus, folks. This man knew how deadly it was. It's an airborne virus. Listen, I was a nuclear, biological, chemical specialist in the military. 
I've seen what viruses can do to a human body. And the bottom line is, it is dangerous. You don't play with this stuff. This man knew. There's no way my worst enemy, if I knew there's a possibility of them contact, contracting some type of nerve agent or a gas agent, I would not, you know, I may disagree with you, but I'm not going to put you, take you somewhere, or not warn you of what's going on. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And I have a lot of these people try to call me and be free. No, 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 do not call me. Do not send me emails. The only reason I read some of them on the air is because, you know, I try to be, you know, we're, we're a show. Everybody has different opinions. But personally, I mean, miss me with that because you show me who you are. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, simple he things. He, even, he could not even lie about it and say, I never said that. You know, he's on, he's on tape saying this stuff. He's on drugs. I mean, something's wrong with him. And, and, and that's the thing that gets me. Something's wrong with this guy. Really. And he's on drugs. Like, he I cannot understand I can't understand it. It, it. it befuddles me that people are still confused about what this guy is. This guy don't give a damn about you. He don't care about you. He don't care what you're doing. He could care less. No. He don't. He's proven that. You know, 200,000 people later, we're still dying. We're in, we're still in the pandemic because he won't tell the truth. And he's still holding rallies with people without masks. He's still doing it. And, and these people still don't get home. My God, I mean, wow. Unbelievable. Wow. It is. Yeah, it's an unbelievable Kavina, thing. Kavina, Kavina said the best. I'm sorry, Kavina, I got to read this. He said, racism is the root of all Trump support. Thank you. It is. Thank you. Thank you. It That's is. It, it is. That's it it is. It has to be. And, and I've had people argue with me saying, no, you know, you and I have been friends, Jay, for a long time. I, I love you. I love your family, blah, blah, blah. But how can you tell me this when you know this man despised the color of my skin? How do you? How can you tell me this when you know that this saying, guy? Jay. Huh? That's what I keep saying, Jay. That's exactly but, but here, But here's what, here's, what, here's what the guy threw back at me. Here's what he threw back at me. And he shut me up temporarily. He says, hey, man, I've listened to your show a few times. He said, and I always hear your people at the end of the show saying, you know, you know, vote. Vote your interest. He said, I'm voting my interest. I said, okay, let me, let me, for example, let me give you that for a second. Tell me what he has done to support your interest. And the guy really? reeled off some tax stuff and all this other stuff. I said, you know what, you Republicans, man. You guys had a hissy fit when you talked about the deficit, which, by the way, Barack Obama lowered. You go back and really look at, the, look at your numbers. But now, all of a sudden, we don't give a damn. You can blow this thing out of proportion. This guy has made people resign. They're withholding information from Congress, his intelligence agencies, on the Russian uh, trying to stop yeah. the vote because it makes the president look bad. This, I mean, this, this guy is charging the American people, the taxpayer, all this money for Secret Service people to come stay at his hotels. 
When his son stood mm-hmm. on stage and lied and said, well, you know, we're only going to charge him about 50 bucks a night. Well, go back and look at the numbers. That's a damn lie. Matter of fact, they're overcharging him. You people are sheep. Go drink some damn grape Kool-Aid and leave me the hell alone. Something's wrong with you. Oh, my God. Wow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time for this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. You know, people deny climate change. Oh, it's a hoax. Okay, you're right. It's a hoax. Any damn way. Uh, what's going on in California? The fires. and I mean, man, good God. When you look at what's happening in the world, it's almost like we're at the end of days. Get yourself right with God. Because I'm telling you, this, this is something that we've never seen. And, you know, I, I look, I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. I believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go grab Revelations. And take a peek because I'm telling you, man, that this stuff here is is a biblical portion. Right. Yeah, I really think so. All right, here's this week's edition of Informatives and less something that you need to know. We'll be right back on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. The dreamscape of California has looked like a hellscape this week. California, America's golden state. Warm, palmy air, air you can kiss, wrote Jack Kerouac has had choking air, scalding heat, and surreal orange skies. California's been the dreamland of so many who to strike it rich or start over. A state of mind, as well as a state, a place for fresh starts, freeways, and free love. This season has brought a cascade of calamities to California and the West to top the pandemic. Californians may wonder if these are catastrophes to be endured just once a century or a generation, or are they our new way of life? Steve Pennebaker, a software engineer and fourth-generation Californian, told us this week that when drought fires, blackouts, and mudslides struck his state time after time these past few years, friends would say, well, this is once in a lifetime. I've been hearing once in a lifetime every few months for years now, he told us. Steve and his wife, Susan Parker, were already discouraged by how much of the state they love had become impossible to afford. Rent and home prices soar for those who can pay, while many of those who can't are left to live out of their cars or sleep on the streets of California's great glittering cities. Steve Pennebaker says that with each new year of record fires, drought, and scorched air and earth, he's asked his wife, are we frogs who are being boiled and don't know it yet? When we spoke this week, he and Susan had just moved to Washington State. They have watched California's red skies and raging wildfires from a distance. There's gray smoke in the air from forest fires in Washington, too. What do we run to, Steve asked. We're running out of places. Bonnie Tsui, the California writer, told us this week that her young children first learned to wear N95 masks during the fires of 2018 and 2019 before the coronavirus made face coverings everyday attire. It stinks that they at 7 and 10 years old are pretty good at putting on two layers of masks, she said. But to leave California is only to deny what we know to be true. The climate crisis is now and is everywhere, and we can't run from it. When these fires have cooled and the air is cleared for at least a while, California will still be an enormous and astounding place. But between climactic disasters, can it still hold so many dreams? Welcome 
Welcome back in 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ross Show right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. It's uh, 35 minutes after the hour, bottom of the hour. Glad you guys are in the house. Hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful, beautiful, just beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, we really appreciate you, and uh, God bless you and yours as we continue on this path and this journey that we call life. All right, let's start getting to the second topic. Been to a Trump rally before? No, sir. What are your expectations? Truth. Truth. At a Trump rally? Yeah. Barack Obama had a big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. We don't even know if he's a citizen. Yeah, if you, if you don't look at the birth certificate, there's almost no evidence there. Exactly. So there's nothing Barack Obama could do to prove that he was born here? Uh, if there was maybe witnesses that were attendants at his birth. Say, like yeah. his mother? Would you listen to no. his mother? No. 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 She has motivation to lie. So you don't trust uh, Donald Trump's birth certificate either? Uh, yeah, because he's been here forever. Well, how do you know? But how do you, what's your proof? Um, well, his parents. And but no, but they, they're biased. I'm talking about like people who could Why be in the room. Why would they be biased? Well, like, I'm just using your logic okay. against you. Okay. Outside of having no proof, what proof do you have? I don't have any. Do have any proof? My opinion. Your opinion. And what's your source? Um, just Facebook or Twitter. I mean, I, everything. And I... So you'll look at, like, facts and bull**** and you'll put it all together. Exactly. Obama is a Muslim. He's a terrorist. Nobody will ever tell me different. Do I have proof? No. Do I have articles? No. But your mind is made up without any information. My mind is made up. So we just talked about in the last segment, uh, the, uh, the Trump supporter, and you just heard some of the examples of how ignorant these people really are. From the man who said, well, you know, President Obama wasn't doing his job on 9-11, to the one lady who says, look, you know, Donald Trump wasn't, I mean, sorry, President Obama wasn't born in America. And when asked, well, you know, how about his birth certificate? Oh, I don't trust that because his mother has a reason to lie for him. Then we, he said, well, what about Donald Trump? Well, he's been here. You know, he's good. Um, his mother would lie for him. I know she wouldn't. Why would she why wouldn't she lie for him? I, I mean we just listen, I said on the I said in the lead up that this would be funny if it was an S and L uh skit. And, and you know, and I told myself, I'm gonna stop laughing at this stuff. Because when you watch these are people that are walking amongst us, folks. There are people like the one man. President Obama wasn't in the office during nine eleven. He was out golfing. <laughs> Now remember, nine eleven happened. What well, in two thousand one? He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't in Oval Office. He was right. He's one hundred percent right. He wasn't in Oval Office, but he wasn't president either. This ridiculous, <laughs> man. I mean, the thing about all of this is that once again, you would think this was on, and that those clips were taken from a comedy a comedy show. They were laughing, but you know when you sit back and look at it. There's nothing funny about this. It really and truly isn't. Let me go to you, Vanessa. When you hear that little, I mean, good God, there's a whole bunch of that stuff out there you can find. But just listening to what I just, what we just heard. And, and you have every right in the world to be upset because this is our country. And we have idiots like this walking amongst us. And I don't, listen, I don't give a damn about being politically correct. You can get mad if I call you an idiot. If you support this guy, you are an idiot. 
And here's the thing that really and truly chaps my behind. You go back and look at all the prominent Republicans who are not supporting this man, people who have resigned from his administration saying he is dangerous to the country, and yet you people with your Make America Great hats on, run around, breathe toxic air just to be in the presence of the Messiah. If that, flip it for a second. Let's say that President Obama was the one doing this, and all of us is running around, oh, we love you, Obama. You guys would be calling us Muslim sympathizers, and, you know, you guys are worshiping, a, you know, an African king, and, you know, stop it. Be honest with yourselves. Vanessa, once again, you hang out with these people. I don't know. Let me, here's my question for you. How do you do it? How can you be around such ignorance? to just enjoy yourself. I think I'd rather stay at home to be around these fools. How do you do it? You know, at first, Jay, it didn't bother me. Right. At first, it didn't. But these last mm-hmm. two times, it has really vexed. It just has made me grit my teeth and vexed. I told mm-hmm. Bobby, we canceled the spot that we were going to because we knew there going to be so many supporters there, and we just didn't want to hang out. And then when his cousins called and said, we're coming down there, and I had just left from the area, I said, okay, well, we'll take y'all down there. And when they got there, and they saw the Trump 2020 flag hanging from these big RVs that cost $200,000 waving in the air, and they were like, oh, I don't care anything about them. I'm going to go over there and party with them. Well, Jessica, you can go over there and party with them because you're white. You know, and so they were just as nice. And y'all, I'm telling y'all, they are just as nice when you go out there around them and hang out with them. And because Bobby says they feel like if you can come to where they are, then they know you're just not some broke person living in a shithole country or something. So, I mean, that's what Bobby says. But we have decided that until after this election, we were not going back down there because we just... Um, are, are not comfortable. We're not comfortable down there with all of these Donald Trump flags waving in the air. And so, I don't know. Well, why even go back? Why, why wait? Well, well, let me ask you a question. Why go after the election? I mean, I, I, there are people who were my friends that I would never talk to again. I, I'm being honest yeah. about this. I've lost because, a lot of well, well, I'm, I'm serious. People that I've been friends with for years that I'm not going to talk to again because this don't have a damn thing to do with it doesn't have a damn thing to do with uh, the fact that you know I'm black you're white and all this other nonsense no this man is trying to destroy my family everything that we stand okay, for so he is, he is pissing on the constitution of the United States of America he is stealing in broad daylight, and you people will turn the blind eye. So you know what? You can lose my number. You don't have to listen to this radio show anymore. I don't give a you-know-what. Go ahead, Vanessa. I'm sorry. <laughs> the reason why I decided not to go back down there, which I wasn't going anyway because I don't go there in the winter because it's a water park. 
But uh, I decided not to go back down there until after the election because these people feel emboldened by Donald Trump. Donald Trump has right. made them feel like they can say and do and wave flags mm-hmm. and do all of this stuff. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, they can't wave a, a Donald Trump flag and say Donald Trump 2020 if Donald Trump doesn't win. So at least I don't have to look at it. I mean, they wasn't, some people look at you real funny, give you an attitude or whatever, but most of them just don't. But I'm telling you, Donald Trump has made these people feel like they can say anything and do anything to you. And I'm at the point where I'm tired of like rolling my eyes or cussing somebody out because they were rude to me thinking that they can say anything to me. And they have mm-hmm. been like that since Donald Trump has been in office. They feel like they can say anything to you or walk you and somebody else is talking and they walk right in between y'all and don't say excuse me or go around the sidewalk or whatever. I'm tired of cussing people out about their ignorance and their rudeness because they feel like they can just do that. I'm telling you country who is listening to me, they feel like they can say anything and do anything and I'm just not going to allow it. I'm just not going to allow it. I'm sorry. I'm with you I'm on that. Y'all God bless hear, you. Three, four. Y'all go hear a black woman go off, and that's what I've been doing lately, because they feel like they're so bold that they can just walk in between two people talking, and y'all shouldn't, y'all should pass you, uh, you, Honey, you have been bound down praying for me. What came out of my mouth when I said <laughs> Pastor Jones. <laughs> Got to pray for a Pastor Jones. Got to pray for a Pastor. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a uh, quarter till the top of the hour. And I tell you what, this is a pleasant surprise for me. The man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need to know basis, uh, is in the house. My dear brother uh, from another mother, Mister Jerome is free. Man, what is going on, man? It is so good to hear your voice. What's happening, brother? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Birthday. I don't know. It was your birthday, Jerome. Happy birthday, brother. What's yes, going on, man? How are you yes, doing yes, today, man? It's, it's so good to hear your voice, man. How are you doing? Is Jerome. He's here. His mic's on. He's here. I made him okay. proud well, with my singing. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I, probably I was thanking everybody, and I was, everybody's on mute. First of all, thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> Um, for that, Vanessa, thanks, Elias. I mean, I talked to him, you know, in conference, you know, as I came on the show. For his yeah. birthday, thank you, and thank you, Jay, and everybody um, for that. My birthday was yesterday. Oh, so, man, happy belated, brother. It's good to hear you, yeah. man. So, so how does it feel, Jerome, to be able to get, uh, you know, uh, the Grand Slam breakfast for half price at uh, Denny's? <laughs> you know, I don't know how long I don't know how long they've been doing that, and uh, without having to share my age, because I really don't know how long they've been doing. But I've never gone and got half off a jack for my birthday. Not, not a piece ice cream, not a, nothing. So I, I, I may have. In all honesty, had a Red Lobster happy birthday song or something, but I don't really remember doing that. Well, no, no. Well, you know, Jerome, man, being an old man now, you know, you just go in there and tell them you want your AARP discount, brother. You should be able to take yeah. full advantage you know, of all that, right? 
I'll make sure I'll make sure I'm a member so that I can't get it out. I, I can't just say that, right? I gotta really actually get a card. So I, I'm gonna um, I, I'll, I'll try and see what I can do. <laughs> in the world, the world of COVID, I, you can't move around so much, so I can't That's really touch borders with that. <laughs> that is it, true. It I'm glad something. you said that. Yeah, it's say that. something like uh, at McDonald's. Don't I get a don't I get a birthday croissant with or something at Burger King? <laughs> 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 yeah. so man, it is so asking. good to hear your voice, man. Your voice has been missing, and we know obviously why, you know. And uh, you know, we yeah. pray that everything is, you know, what it is. Uh, but man, I, I got to. Uh, I'm so glad you showed up on this morning. Uh, if you could be here, and you know, we were just. I don't think you heard. Um, no, okay. I think you guys were in conference. Let me let me replay this. I want you to hear some of this, and I want to get your comments. So let me play this again for you, and I want to get your comments on it. Been to a Trump rally before? No, sir. What are your expectations? Truth. Truth. At a Trump rally? Yeah. Barack Obama had big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. We don't even know if he's in the citizen. Yeah, if you, if you don't look at the birth certificate, there's almost no evidence there. Exactly. So there's nothing Barack Obama could do to prove that he was born here? Uh, if there was maybe witnesses that were attendants at his birth. Like no. his mother? Would you listen to no. his mother? No. 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 She has motivation to lie. So you don't trust uh, Donald Trump's birth certificate either? Uh, yeah, because he's been here forever. Well, how do you know? But how do you? What's your proof? Um, well, his parents and. But no, but they they're biased. I'm talking about like people who could Why be the. Why would own. they be biased? Well, like I'm just using your logic okay. against you. Okay. Outside of having no proof, what proof do you have? I don't have any. Do you have any proof? My opinion. Your opinion. And what's your source? Um, just Facebook or Twitter. I mean, I, everything. And I. So you'll look at like facts and bull. You put it all together. Exactly. Obama is a Muslim. He's a terrorist. Nobody will ever tell me different. Do I have proof? No. Do I have articles? No. But your mind is made up without any information. My mind is made up. You know, Jerome, I said before I played it, after I played it, I said, you know, the thing is that if this was an SNL skit, it'd be funny. But, but this is not. These are people that are walking amongst us. Folks right. who actually think this nonsense. It's a scary place to be, and, and, and you know, and I've been going off all morning, but I'm going to reserve this time for you, man. When you listen to nonsense like this, the fact that this man continues to break the law in broad daylight, the man said that the COVID virus, he didn't know anything about the virus, blah, blah, blah. On February 7th, he was briefed, and he said that it was a deadly airborne virus. But then we played statements that he made after that, basically blaming the Democrats for it. When you hear this nonsense... How the hell can anyone in their right mind, and I want to put an emphasis on right mind, support this lying piece of you-know-what? You know, I, I think that um, in this case, for white folks, if this, is, this is not even our stuff. And, and I am really serious when I say this because I need people to think right now. White people should be getting a bad reality check on their people. Because we've been saying this for years, right? We know that there's a pathology in white folks, but everybody's scared to say that, right? So when we go someplace and say, hey, somebody was a redneck or they did that, and they're like, you're just being hard on them. You, are, you heard clips of people saying, I have no proof, but I believe that. I, we have mm-hmm. no proof, 
that and I don't care if his mother says A, B, and C, and D. I don't believe her. They white supremacy and that whole concept of bias and colonization in white folks' brains is real because you're hearing it right now. And I know that everybody, you know, I would come on the show and people would feel like I'm being harsh and you know, oh, you know, we're being racist against white folks. You are listening to that, right? And if your mind isn't rational enough to know that that is unacceptable, something wrong with you, too. So I'm not mm. even mad at Don't be mad at them, Jay. Vanessa, I Man, I, I, I can't heard, help it, Jerome. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't but, help it. And I, I heard Vanessa, you know, cursing folks out. But, Vanessa, I just want you to know, if that's in them, leave them alone. You can't help them. And it's not your but, job. But, 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 Jerome, wait a minute, man. How can no, you leave? I cursed them out because they were rude to me. No, no, I know, and you shouldn't but, cut but, Sorry about that. But, but how can you have, when you say it doesn't have anything to do with us, yeah, it does. We have over, we have 30 million plus people who are unemployed because of yahoos like these folks who vote for this clown. Right. So but it's not I'm, like we live on a different planet. They're no, here. But, what, I, but I, what I'm saying is that this is white folks' issue, that they need to start regulating themselves. It's like looking at what's going on in Portland and, and uh, looking at what's going on in Washington State and Oregon and all those other areas where they keep having this, you know, anti-fascist fight against actual people who are fascist. And they're trying to make the anti-fascist people the villains. But they're just as – because they're like, you're just as violent as the people who are violent towards you, which is a stupid argument, right? But we entertain this. The news entertains it, like the Antifa people are dangerous. It's like, you're talking about the people who are trying to stop fascists from taking over this country is dangerous. You have to remember, those states were set up as white-only states, and white people are fighting back. So when the white folks start fighting back, you know, the violence is on, I'm not going to do what they do by neutralizing and saying the violence is on both sides. But if you come at us violently, Clan, neo Nazis, and you expect black people just to be just to take it? You are wrong for that. So now we have to start rationally thinking about why people need self defense. Just because violent people are coming at you and you respond to it does not make you violent. You get to defend yourself. So I'm saying that this is a fight for their soul when they start talking about how they're reacting because we've been we've had the brunt of this for hundreds of years of white folks and white supremacy and colonization and colonized mentality, right? We have Bill Clinton go at John Lewis' funeral and take a shot at Stokely Carmichael. Like, what is wrong with you? You think black people love you? Right? You're going to go to a black man's funeral and take a shot at somebody else who was fighting for civil rights because the guy who you like that was fighting for civil rights, you like the way he did it. You're a colonizer, too. So I'm just saying that this is a realization that they need to deal with because we already know what that is. We're not in denial about that. This is not a fight for us. And so even in us trying to help any, anybody understand this, we're doing what we've always done. We're driving this daisy, trying to get them to see the errors of their ways. Black people are good people, too. That is nonsense. Otherwise, folks need to wake up their, their, their redneck cousins and their, their racist um, um, aunts and uncles. They need to do that. And, uh, and by far, much respect to them. They're doing a really good job of doing it. Because the resistance that I'm seeing for white folks, I, I drive down the street in white neighborhoods, and white folks have a Black Lives Matter sign. 
and they're telling the other white folks, we're tired. We're tired of this. People looking at us like we are y'all. You, you can be a redneck, but don't lump us in there with that. That's why I keep telling, that's why I kept saying that this is going to be an unprecedented wipeout of Donald Trump. Nothing that you've ever seen. Because what happens is that that polling is skewed because it's a, it's a horse race to, to them. But the people who are tired, especially the white folks who are tired, there is no way. They don't like the conflict. They don't like the fighting. They don't like none of that. And they're like, if we don't stop at some point, then technically it's all just going to, going to heck. You know what I mean? So all I, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that we already know what it is. We've grown up in this stuff. And we need to kind of, I'm not saying take the, 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 the background, but just kind of like um, um, Gloria Steinem, or I think it might have been Jane Fonda who was on TV the other day, just like she said, they asked her a question, and she said, I think it's time, and she's been, you know, helping Black Panthers with food programs and all this stuff, doing the 60s and 70s. She said, I think it's time for white people to listen to black people. That was her response when they asked her a question about what do you think about the violence and, and all this other stuff. She was like, listen, we've had our shot at this, and apparently we're not doing a good job. We're not doing a good job interpreting. We're not good, doing a good job of correcting. We're not doing a good job of enforcing law. We're, we're not doing a good job. It's time for us to listen. And if more people take that attitude, then they'll listen to see what's going on. So much respect to her for doing that. Wow, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Mr. Elias, man, um, um, you know you work with a lot of these yahoos too, man. And uh, mm-hmm. just give me your thoughts real quick on uh, the fact that these people walk amongst us. They walk amongst us. It's not a something we see on TV. We can laugh and you know whatever. It's just getting to the point where it's not even funny anymore. Because no. despite hey, what yeah, Jerome I- says, and, and and I really believe that he's going to lose. I'm sorry, Mr. Elias, real quick. But, I, I mean, I tell you, man, I, I get nervous, too. I mean, I really get nervous because, you know, you're hearing some bickering in the Democratic ranks and all that stuff. But go ahead, Mr. Elias. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, you know, Sergeant, you're right. I, I work with some people, and the guy that's right next to me uh, and, and the bay next to me, he and I talk. We're on the same 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 level. But then, then you had one guy walk <clears> up to me and, and told me, that he's going to get $180 more on his check just because of what Trump did. And I looked at him, and I said, are you dumb or stupid? And then he said, what do you mean? $183 more on his check because of what Trump (laughs) is doing. And I said, are you dumb or stupid? And he says, what? I said, that's our social security, you dumbass. That means when you get older, and if your parents are getting Social Security, they're going to be cut off, too, and you're, going, you're not going to have it. He says, oh, well. I say, hey, man, never come back to my bay unless we're talking about company business or union business because you're not going to dumb me down as much as you are. And then another guy says, comes by and says, do you believe he said that? What, what are you going to do? I say, how about get your ass out and vote and grab as many people as you can and vote get his ass out of office? I see. I see. You get out of my bay too, and don't ever come back. I don't. I don't. I, see, I don't want none of you dumbasses in my bay ever again to talk to me because you dumbing me down when I when I talk to you. And I'm tired of trying to explain stuff to dumb people. I say I know I'm never going to explain it to you because you're too dumb to understand. So I don't talk to him anymore. 
I just don't. Unless it's, unless it's concerning company business or something about that, I don't talk to none, none of them cats except for the guy next to me. Because he gets it. The rest of them cats, they're too dumb. They're too dumb. Can I say something really quick, Elias? I want to yeah. tell you this. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't shun white folks. Like, like, so don't talk to them. But what happens is that their anxiety against black people actually in high, it, it, it enrages them when you are not keeping your eye on them. So when you stop talking to them or stop dealing with them, don't engage them that way. Just be, just don't, like, even when they're talking to you, just don't respond to them. But I am telling you, if we are not defensive in dealing with them, just like the call or just like the clip that you played, white folks have in their mind when they see something black that it's, it's, um, it is dangerous to them. So when you shun somebody, they start building anxiety against you. They'll be like, oh, he's taking a longer lunch, or he's doing, like, they start building in their head against you. Again, it's a pathology. So when you start dealing with people, you know, you actually kind of understand a little bit about how that pathology goes with um, folks who can't see truth. And it has a lot more to do with how they're programmed. So you'd have to keep an eye on them. So leave a line, leave a, uh, um, a line of communication open, but just ignore their asses. But leave it yeah. open. Okay, you need to watch. I know y'all finna change. Jay, just one. So last night we brought this same subject up that you're talking about, Les, at my daughter's house with her friends, college educated, 35 year olds. And some of them were at Jessica's house saying, well, we're never going to see Social Security, so why should we pay into it anyway? And my daughter said, because if you don't pay into it, then our parents aren't going to get it. We're going to end up taking care of our parents anyway. So you got youngsters that are saying, I'm not going to get Social Security anyway, so I might as well not pay into it. So it took yeah. my daughter to tell them, well, think about your parents. So well, then, them then five or six of them walked in last night with guns on their hip. Where are y'all going with these guns on y'all hip? They all took a got a coupon and went and got gun permits, and they all go to the shooting range because they said they're sick of white people being the only ones carrying guns. Right. Tell well, them okay. All right. All right, There's real quick, we got to go. Hurry up, Jerome, real quick. Yeah, I'll do really quick. Go ahead. There's $3 trillion in Social Security. Social Security, SSI is Social Security Insurance. Tell them you want Social Security, it's insurance. And there's $3 trillion in there. Don't let people think that they're not going to have Social Security. Tell them to read a little bit more or to pay attention to what's going on. They're trying to dissolve it so they can take your Social Security money. But uh, Medicaid, med- that, that stuff is insurance. You pay into it so you get it back. If you stop paying into it, you won't have Social Security. But as long as you're paying into it, you get that money back. All right, good stuff. All right. Uh, we can, Okay, listen, we're going to do after the break, but we, we're up against it. So we'll save uh, after the break for next week. But uh, we'll, be, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show. The beautiful Sundays. Good to hear that man's voice again. All right, we'll be right back, folks, after this.
That's how Donald Trump describes our men and women in uniform. Even Fox News confirms he said it. An American president would know our troops are defined by words like courage, honor, integrity, strength, patriotism, valor, and for so many, sacrifice. He's a draft dodger in chief who despises the men and women he supposedly leads. He insults their deaths and injuries with his contempt. He looks down on them for serving this nation, mocking them because there's no money in it. Millions of Americans have served and sacrificed. Millions more have sent a family member off to war. Only Donald Trump mocks their deaths because Donald Trump is simply un-American. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
goes through air, Bob, that's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. Barack Obama had a big part of 9-11. Which part? Not being around, always on vacation, never in the office. Why do you think Barack Obama wasn't in the Oval Office on 9-11? That I don't know. We'd like to get to the bottom of that. Vanessa Maybell. What's going on, Vanessa? Happy anniversary. How are you? Thank you. Good morning, everybody. And I'm so glad you're here this morning, Jerome. It's awesome to hear your voice. Absolutely. Thank Speaking you, of thank Jerome, you. the smartest man in the world is in the house, and he's the birthday boy as well. Mr. Jerome Esprit has made his triumphal return back to the airways. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. And thank you, Vanessa. And happy anniversary. I think I missed that part. Happy anniversary, Thank you. Yeah, we should be saying it to Bobby Jones. Boy, I know it's been a rough time, Bobby Jones. I'd take you for a drink, brother. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, man. Let's know I love her. Greatest thing that ever happened to him. And me. (laughs) And the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. Good, good, good. Good morning, Vanessa. Happy anniversary to you and Bobby Jones. Good morning, Kathleen. Mariana Music, that was for you. And the name of that song is Live Warfield. Come back. That's who made it Live Warfield. Now I'm just come back. Good morning, Jerome. And happy belated birthday. And good morning, Hawk, wherever you are. Yeah, that was actually, he's, uh, he's, he's actually, that's actually Richard Pryor's niece. Uh, yeah, uh, Warfield. So yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit of tidbit of information for you guys, Mr. Elias. Can we say hello to some people in chat? You know, I, I know how that goes. It's hit and miss. What's going on? Yeah, we had Kavina man in there. We got Easy Easy Rachel's ass left. Thank God. And Green Jeans was in there with us. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my boy Easy. I love him, man. But good God, he's a long, he, he's on the dark side, man. I don't know what's going on with him. Let me say, say good morning to a few people. The pastor's in the house. <laughs> he typed in some funny comments for Vanessa. I can't wait to read those. Uh, Momima Alvarez, what's going on? How you doing? Jerry Polarino, what's going on? How you doing? Audra, uh, Mariana Music hasn't checked in yet. Uh, David. Uh, who is this? Uh, I can't pronounce that name. Just, I mean, so many people listening. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to butcher your name. <laughs> All right. 347-850-1217. Listen to the serious side of the J-Rock show. Before we get into the third and final topic, I know Jerome's back. I'm not sure if we're going to do a on a need-to-know basis this morning, Jerome. I mean, you know, I mean, hey, you can just get your feet wet if you want to and wade into the water. But you tell me. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. Let's just, let's just carry on. and maybe my ear. Yeah. Okay. Play it by ear. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, let's get to the third final topic of this morning. An update now to that breaking news out of Compton. We've just learned that two LASD deputies were shot by a suspect, both reportedly shot in the head, and both have been rushed. 
into surgery. Now there is a manhunt underway to find that suspect. We told you how huge and expansive this scene is. Uh, we're still learning more information on who this suspect is, where he came from, but we understand that those two deputies may have been ambushed just a bit ago. This is happening at the Blue Line station, the Metro Blue Line station in Compton. We understand that Sheriff Villanueva is en route to the hospital right now or has arrived at the hospital to be with those two deputies who are now in surgery after apparently being shot in the head. Again, we saw the LASD helicopter with the night sun, the spotlight circling this area. They are clearly looking for someone. It would likely be the shooter, maybe an accomplice that is was with that shooter, but they are looking for someone in a wide, wide area has been locked down. You can see flashing lights at several intersections around this area. But again, this happening at the Metro Blue Line. So two cops were shot and uh, damn near killed uh, last night, uh, basically, in uh, L.A., as you heard the story. And the reason why I brought this up, is, and it's not really about what happened with the cops, and, you know, we hope that they have a full recovery and we pray for their families because we know that they have families, too, and not all cops are bad cops. But what, what it really did was it triggered a reaction in me saying, you know, Donald Trump is running around America saying that uh, he's the law and order president. And when things like this happen, and I want to go to you, Jerome, on this one first, when things like this happen, white folks will take this. And I'm going to say Trump supporters because, believe it or not, there are some dark folks that support this man, which is unbelievable to me. But I've digressed. The fact that they will take this and say, see, this is the reason why we need Donald Trump to remain in the White House, because look at what's going on. These people are out of control. We need a president that can stand up and support police. So when people do things like this, Jerome, you don't think that this is not resonating with not only his supporters, because once again, they'll drink his Kool-Aid and you know he'll tell them to drop Trump off the earth and they'll do it, but people who are on the fence saying, huh, you know what, maybe we do need to have a strong leader in the White House. What say you in regards to that? Well, people are scared, right? And so think about it. If you have been living in comfort with whatever privilege that you have, and you see any kind of unrest, right? Black people are easily villains to you, any, just generally. So no matter how liberal you are, you don't want nobody fighting, right? So, yeah, the polling is right. going to change and be like, now that there's a clash, I, I you know, I'm against any, like, it's like making the case that looting is the problem. It's like, no, you had some white folks come in with guns to some peaceful protesters and they started fighting, and now you're blaming both of them. How do you blame both sides when you're peacefully protesting and people with guns come at you? That's an excuse. So they need to do a better job of understanding why they feel so much fear when it comes to black people, because even though, you know, black folks are... It's like the Occupy Wall Street people. They're just sitting there doing nothing. And the police come in and spray tear gas and go, get out of here, because we don't want you sitting here. This is just damn stupid. Nobody did that to the Tea Party people. They're carrying guns, and we go, oh, they have a right to protest. But one group does and one group doesn't. So we need to evaluate. This stuff needs to happen. I'm not saying anything about endorsing or whatever, but I'm not scared of none of this. It needs to happen so that people can understand that the hypocrisy always defaults back to white supremacy and how white people feel about everything. That's why in politics, every time something happens, they go, oh, we need to get the rural white vote. 
uh, where white people need to vote or, Don, or Donald Trump's going to win, that's, that's, that was dumb. If, if, more, if the people who voted like by volume was the same number that voted during Obama, Trump would have lost really easy. People can't even people can't even fathom that. I watch Steve Kornacki and all these guys on there. They ain't even talking about that. You know why? Because white supremacy does not let you exclude white people from their equation every time something happens. If we just say we, if we increase the number to what Obama had, the default is Biden's going to win pretty big. If if you just did analysis like that, you go, oh, that makes sense, right? But instead, they're like. Oh, we're polling rural white folks, and they're feeling some kind of squeamishness about Black Lives Matter. Yes, people feel something about black people. That shouldn't be surprising when people right. are having uh, uh, searching, doing a little bit of soul searching on why this country has a root problem with white supremacy. It's, it's dealing with it. So, like, see it through. So, yeah, right. that's all I want to say. They, there's a deep-rooted problem that they need to deal with, and we can actually see past it, so we shouldn't really be involved in it so much, um, but we can give white folks insight, but just like, you know, Jane Fonda said, they need to sit back and listen, because they, they don't hmm. listen well. They really I agree don't. with that. You know, Vanessa, at the top of the show, during the first segment, I talked about how people don't look at things through the common sense lens. And when you just change the scenario up just a little bit, it makes more sense. I talked about, if you're just tuning in, I talked about in the first set how Donald Trump knew that COVID was deadly back on February 7th. But we played comments that Donald Trump said subsequently after the fact, downplaying and saying it was a hoax, that the Democrats was making this up, and he knew how bad it was. And people yet still follow him. And the example that I gave then was, okay, let's say you go to the doctor's office and you have this this rash on your arm or a bump on your arm and you're like, you know, what is it? And the doctor knows that it's cancerous and it's stage four cancer, but, you know, he, didn't, he don't want you to panic, so he won't tell you, you know, what it is. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's just maybe a big mosquito bit you or something. It'll go away in five weeks. Instead of telling you the truth. And let's go back to the – so the reason I bring this up is the simple reason or the simple fact is, is this. Donald Trump keeps talking about law and order, that, look, you know, Joe Biden, if he was in charge, look what would happen. But see, what they're missing is Joe Biden is not in charge. The images that they're showing is Donald Trump's America. But they're too damn stupid to see it. Oh my God! We is who is going to be lawlessness array? Really? What's today's date? This didn't happen in 2013 when him and President Obama was in office. Even though we had protests, but nothing like you're seeing now. I mean, this is ridiculous. So Vanessa, when these people go to vote, and here's the thing that makes me nervous: that there are folks that are undecided about this guy. I watched today uh, during Ali Velshi's uh, show, he was talking to people who were undecided. He talked to two Democrats, two Republicans, and two independents. And thank God in Wisconsin, thank God all, you know, the two Democrats and two Republicans, I mean, I'm sorry, the two Democrats and two independents were like, nope, we're voting for Biden. But Biden needs to do more. To, don't, don't assume that we're going to come that way. 
And then the one person that supported Trump talked about how, well, you know, we all agree that black lives matter. But then she started ruling off the talking points. Well, he's putting China in check, which that's a damn lie. China ain't paid for nothing. Go do your math. Go do your research. That's a lie. He built the wall. Well, that's a lie, too. Because all he did was just refurbish wall that was already up. So basically, it said I think he added a total of what fifteen miles or three hundred something. I can't remember what the number five, is. Five, five, five miles. Five miles. Five. Okay, there you go. All yep. right. So, 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 so once again, these people fall for the banana in the tailpipe. So this situation happens in California because everyone's talking about that, but no one's talking about the new video that came out of two cops beating the hell out of a black man with blood all over his face, and this was a routine traffic stop. So they take this one little thing and says, oh, you know, see, blue lives matter, Trump, you're the best, we want to save ourselves from this lawlessness that's happening during your watch, but really we're going to blame Joe Biden. What say you? Ridiculous. Ignorant people. Just dumb. So, Just dumb. not last week, but wow. the week before, I posted, this is Donald Trump America. So I got to make up my, my statement for this week. But I posted, this is Donald Trump's America. This is not the Democratic America. And I had so many side messages that it was funny. Not openly a message to me for everybody else to comment. People think they slick. They'll side message me so that nobody else can see what they're saying to me. And they said that they thought that Biden, I said, well, this is Donald Trump's America, all of this fighting and stuff that's going on in Oregon. He has not put a stop to it. And they said, well, Biden is going to be worse. I said, but for right now, we're talking about what's going on right now. It is Donald Trump's America. You cannot make Biden responsible. Then they want to drag up and say, well, Obama couldn't have done anything any better. Why are we talking about Obama when he has nothing to do with what is going on in Trump's America? And this is what I'm going to say to every white person that's out there. This is Donald Trump's America. Biden is not president. He is not president. Y'all need to go to church and start praying because there's something wrong with y'all's souls. Y'all's souls are really, really dark, and Trump has gotten their souls that dark. I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. It is crazy. They want to blame everything on Biden when Biden, well, he's hiding in his, in his house. He ain't the president. Your president is going around doing talking and ain't doing anything. Sneezing on y'all. <laughs> Sneezing on y'all and putting y'all in predicaments where y'all can die. Yeah, he's a great man. I haven't heard him say anything about the fires. He has not said anything about a black person that's been killed. He has not said anything about Russia putting Putin putting a bounty on people's heads. He has not said anything about the submarines that popped up in Alaska two weeks ago. Russian submarines. I posted it and I fact checked it. And Facebook didn't check me, so I know I'm right. So you know what? Donald Trump is full of crap, and y'all are full of crap for following him. Oh, well, you forgot, Vanessa, to mention about the Russian uh, Russian jeeps ramming American uh, soldiers yeah. on the convoy. I mean, with something that would be unheard of. But you know, people, I mean, you know but, but we don't see let that. Let me tell y'all something. Let me, let me tell you this, Jay. You know why? Bobby and I listen, and Bobby makes me listen to it more or less. 
We listen to the AM talk shows in the car and in the truck or whatever. And I'm telling you, Fox, Kennedy, what's that man who's dying with counseling him, Lumball. Well, he, he, well, I, well, I was about to say something. Let me, God forgive me. Ooh, how about to say don't something? Go ahead. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. I was. Like I'm us. sorry. I had to pull up. I had to pull up. I had to pull up. I'm no, like, damn, he's no, been around. No, no, see, I almost did it again. Go ahead, Vanessa. Go ahead. So, <laughs> go ahead. these people are not saying anything about these, the, the stuff with the military, Russia, nothing. And let me tell you something. Bobby, Bobby will call and he'll say, what's Vanessa on this show? They're not going to bring up nothing about Trump today because he stuck his foot in his mouth yesterday. And he's absolutely right. If Trump says something stupid that he knows is going to get him in trouble, they won't talk about it on the AM. But what if they want to talk about? They want to talk about Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done at a beauty shop that opened up for her. Okay, what about that helper who opened up her bar and beauty shop here in Houston and got three tickets and then what's his name? Ted Cruz paid him. You know what? I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of y'all. Yeah, yeah. So Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done. They want to talk about that. How important is it about Nancy getting her hair done? So what? Well, you know what it is, what? Vanessa. What they're trying to say is, is that, the, you know, the Democrats Funny are being obvious. hypocritical. You know, you know you're know, you preaching all this, but then she go gets her hair done. I mean, once again, it, it's just, you know, okay, it gets so tiring. The lady did it here but, in but Houston, but it gets, Jay, and Ted Cruz paid it. Well, but see, that's the nonsense. And you know what, Ted Cruz, what type of spineless oh, bastard is he? God. This guy calls your oh. wife a freaking... Ugly, and whatever he called her. Yeah, daddy and killed JFK. And he got his nose so far up his rear end. I have never seen so many weak, spineless people in my life. Just weak. Me weak men. Me you weak bastard. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Pray for me too, Pastor, because I'm, I'm going off on the deep end. But, I, I, was about to, but, I was about to say something. You know, I can pray for me because I'm Look, Jay. Look, the bottom line is... Who we really need to be putting our eyeballs on is the Latinos in Florida. The Cubans in Florida is who is going to give us the trouble with the, with the numbers no, you don't. with Biden. No, you don't. I, I want to say this about that. You got to remember, we're talking the difference between white Cubans and black Cubans. White people identify with white folks. I'm calling them Hispanic or Latino like, like that's a, 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 a variant. We're talking about white Cubans. We're talking about the people during Batista's time that wanted all the black people to stay in the, you know, stay in the back. The Cuban Revolution happened because of the inequity in Cuba, and black people were getting killed and locked up for no reason at all in Cuba. He was a dictator. So all the white Cubans and their descendants that's in Florida that don't like the Democratic Party is because they don't like. Um, the fact that they had all of their property that they stole and took from black people, they don't like that, so they want their wealth back. But that was a privileged position. So when I hear this and I looked at analysis on Florida, and they keep saying the Cubans are siding with Republicans, they always do. So forget them. Have more black folks come out to vote. Have more white folks come out to vote. You don't have to cater to groups like that. But just remember that just because they speak Spanish don't mean that they're not white. They're susceptible to the same white supremacy that everybody else is. Hmm. Interesting. Ms. Delias, your thoughts? Well, you know... It's a deep show. <laughs> uh, my thoughts on what, Jake? Just what? <laughs> what <laughs> I, I, 
Well, I mean, just your thoughts on the whole. I mean, the whole. You, unless you haven't been listening to it, everything we've been talking about, brother. This whole thing about how these two cops were, you know, shot and damn near killed, and we want them to be well, no doubt about it. But Donald Trump, we talked about the simplicity of it all. The simplicity of it all is the fact that when you remove Donald Trump's name out of a scenario and just say it to the average person, you know, they'll. You know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that don't make sense. It's like when we talked about, you know, Obamacare versus Kentucky Care. Remember that conversation? Kentucky yeah. Care. Oh, we love Kentucky Care. Hey, psst, psst. Hey, shh, hey, hey. Kentucky Care is Obamacare. Oh, well, wait a minute. Well, let me let me rethink that. You know, I, I mean, it's it's amazing how you just, you change, like Joe Friday said from Dragnet, you change the names to protect the innocent. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I want to hear from you. What I want to hear, Mr. Elias, is just simple, just your opinion on the fact that this guy runs around, talks about law and order, and that, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end, and they show clips of violent protests of people that are agitators, white people who are showing up at Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protests to create chaos. But this is happening during his watch. But you, you let wifey, you know, you let these Trump supporters, oh, no, we need him to stay in office. Because technically, technically by you saying we I need him to stay in office, what you're really saying is we want more of that. That's what you're saying in so many words, right? I mean, think about yeah. it from a simple standpoint. If you're saying, hey, let's keep him, we, we need him, okay, that means you really want more of that. Because that's what's happening right now. Your thoughts, Mr. Oh, ridiculous. Well, like Kavina Man said, man, his the basis of his of his candidacy is racism, man. And you know, yeah. hey, one thing, one 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 good thing about the Trump presidency is that it, it you know it shows you who is who. You know, we see with Obama, but we no, I, Mr. Elias, I, I beg to differ. The, the one good thing about the Trump presidency is that eventually it will end. That's the one good thing about it. But go ahead, I digress. Well, you know, I mean, it, it just shows you who is who, man. And, you know, like even in the chat room, we look at Easy. Easy was like, oh, and, and, you know, and, and look, man, you know who's who. So, you know, I, you know I, I'm like David Banner when he said, I appreciate the, the whites in Mississippi as compared to the whites up north because the whites in Mississippi, you know, they don't like it. The, the, the white folks up north, they'll pretend like they like they're standing in the back because they're telling you that. Look at the white women voters who said they were not going to vote for Trump because he was so disgusting. And when they won that white, when they won that voting booth, they pulled a ticket for Trump. They pulled a ticket for Trump. It is, it, it is ridiculous that you could even vote for a guy who's trying to destroy your whole country, your way of life, everything. This is this is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean he's just a ridiculous idiot, man. And you know, people are going to continue to vote for him because. Are their views, their racist views, I guess. I don't know, man. I, well, you know, it's interesting I you say that. I remember when the serious side first came on the air, and we had a guy who called in. And he says, you know what? He was a brother. Well, at least he sounded like one anyway. And that sounds crazy to say, but he had to, you know, you can tell. So anyway, he, he said, look, he said, I respect. He said, I have more respect for the Ku Klux Klan than somebody else, he said. And people were like, what? You know, he said, look. The clan tell you who they are straight up. <laughs> you know, we know. Look, I don't like you. You don't like me. We good. He said, what I can't stand is these people that smile in your face. And like the OJ said, Jerome, all the time they want to take your place, those backstabbers. I and so, that, 
when you when you when you think about that statement and that comment, it's like show me who you are. You know, to me, the, the worst enemy is a person that smiles in your face and do those types of things. That's why people who support Donald Trump that were in my orbit, they're no longer in my orbit. And they're telling me that I'm being unreasonable. You're letting your, 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 your political views cloud your vision. No, the hell I'm not. What I'm doing is standing up for what's right. If all you flag-kissing, flag-hugging, proud to be an American, we hate commie MFers that are out there, everything that I just said, this guy that's in the White House is pissing on it right now. He is. He is, Jerome. He don't give a damn about the Constitution because you have Republicans who want to stay in power, and they turn the blind eye. Oh, right. we, we don't. We, we ain't got no comment. Right. We, we 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 didn't hear what he said. You know that, that kind of stuff. Go ahead, bro. Floor is yours. But but that and that that's the point that I was making. Right, white folks need to search their souls for what is buried in them as far as being you know colonization and white supremacy. Because if Donald Trump is tweaking something in you that's making you follow him like like um like a little fascist or a little Nazi, there's something wrong with you. Because Donald Trump knows that he's lying. We just saw that in the interview that, that he had. For, um, I forgot his name, who wrote, just wrote the book. And, and he had to argue. Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward. Woodward, yeah. So yeah. for him being on tape saying, oh, yeah, I know this thing was airborne, and then going out and telling people, take your mask off. If he knows that he's lying and you still believe that his words, him telling you to do something is the truth, something's wrong with you. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with us, and we and we can't help you. Like nobody can help you if you if you want to believe that. But that has something to do with something that's uh, a pathology in white folks. And so the other white folks who don't have that problem, they need to see that that is actually true as well. It'll give them a little bit more insight on on uh, why their families are like they are, and why their humanity sucks. Right? Because if your humanity don't suck as an individual, that's fine. But there's a pathology that's playing in here that somebody needs to deal with. So if you need to have them stop watching Fox News, if you need to have them stop being validated by some nonsense, then you need to kind of, you need to work that out. They don't listen to black folks anyway. That's the problem. Just like the question was asked to, to that person if Barack Obama said, oh, I don't believe him, he's lying. If his mother said that, oh, I don't believe her, she's lying. They can only take news and information from certain sources, which plays into their own sense of knowing. If they got a problem like that, the person who's lying to them can lie all day, but they believe them, but they can't hear the truth. That's in them. They need mm. to figure out how to fix the education system and how to fix their own pathology. They, they need not just the truth and reconciliation. They need um, to be deprogrammed, and I don't. I, that's, mm. that's in, in another another pay grade, <laughs> you know. I'll do it like I would do on that. I tell you what, we really rallying the cage. But a pastor that said another comment, he never comments twice. I can't read. Can't wait to read them. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. All right, Mr. Elias. Uh, look. <clears throat> so. Uh, here's my question for you, my dear friend. Come January 22nd, what 
will we be saying at that time? What what do you think we'll be saying uh, January 22nd? Bye, Felicia. Bye, bitch. No, um, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm going to say... Hold up, man. Hold on. Hold on now. See, I know we'd be taking liberties, Miss Silly. I know you didn't use the B word, man. Come on, bro. Hey, hey, morning, okay. stop it. Keep going, Jay. If they ain't catch it, hey, they ain't bro. catch it. Don't do that. Um, Elliot, hey, I caught that part, hey. but okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a square. I, I, my bad. Go ahead, Miss Elias. I, I think we're going to. I think it's going to be a, a hell of a fight, man. But this guy's not going to relinquish power. He's not going to want to transfer the power. He's going to say it was fake. It was false. No, this didn't happen. I didn't lose. There's nowhere in the world I lost. Did you see all the people at my rallies? This, this, this another. And he's, he's, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a hell of a fight, man. That's all I'm. That's what I'm gonna say. He's not going to relinquish the power. He's not gonna say, okay, uh, Joe Biden won. He didn't win. He lost. <laughs> what about you, Jerome? What do you think we're gonna be saying on uh, January 22nd, man? Well, I, th- I think. Um we're going to be laughing because everybody's going to go, where's Donald Trump? And his ass is going to be on, I'm sorry for cursing, now my, now my turn. No, no. He's, he's going to be on <laughs> that daggone Trump plane with a Russian flag on that piece trying to get up out of there. <laughs> like he's trying try to <laughs> go yeah. into Russia. Yeah, like, like Michael Cohen said, he thinks that Trump will resign just before, like in December, and try to get Pence yeah. to pardon him. That's what Michael Cohen huh. thinks is wow. going to happen. That they're plotting wow. his resign early just to get pardoned. But he can't get pardoned from the New York State charges, so good luck That's with that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They, they, he okay. said that he believes that they're pl- plotting that. That's interesting. I want to do a little Q&A with you guys. I like where this is. I'm going to do a little bit of this before, before we get out of here. Okay, Vanessa, the same question for you. January 22nd, uh, what, what do you think we're going to be saying? Look at Melania run to the airplane. She's going to be gone two weeks song. before he is. Believe, you ain't going to see her. Well, About you know, she's, uh, she's running she's to scandalous the airplane. Too. She is so sick of Washington. She she's scandalous, too. I, you know, I, 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 I read excerpts from that book of her friend. She's just as rotten as he is, too. I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. You know, I can't. She can go yeah, kick rocks, but too. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's my next question uh, for you. Let me start. Let me go backwards. All right. Uh, Vanessa, uh, my question for you is, do you think that once Donald Trump is out of office, do you think he will be charged and with a crime and go to jail? I do, after they find him in Russia. I do. I think he's going to leave the country. But I do think he's, that's why he's trying to stay, because he doesn't want to go to prison. And he's got a lot of dirt and a lot of lawsuits and a lot of everything. And I do believe he's going, if he doesn't die before then, you know, having a heart attack from his conscience, mm. if he got one, or if he's not out the country. But I, I really believe he's going to jail, and I believe he knows he's going to jail. And I just believe he's going to leave the country. I do. Hmm. Wow. What about you, Jerome? Do you think that he will be charged with a crime and sent to jail? Oh, I think he's already charged with a couple of crimes, but I don't know about him getting sent to jail. He's going to run. Really? Really? Um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. He's already been he's already been charged. Those still indictments are technically charges. But will he go to jail is a whole nother story because this is the same guy that believed that. He can plea uh, Robert Mueller 
findings. He thought he could pay it off, opposed to going to jail. Mm. That dude is dumber than you think, but also he knows how litigation works, so no, he's he thinks not. he can put it off. <laughs> put it off a no, long time. But I believe that he will get brought up on charges. Going to jail is a whole other thing. He's going to run. Well, you know, well because he's a, he because he was a sitting president, you don't think they put him in jail. Interesting. What about you, Mr. Elias? You get the last. No, word. I didn't say that. Uh, oh, you he, didn't say that. Well, what? What do you mean? Let me let you finish. Huh? I, I'm saying he's a professional grifter, and so we don't know where he's going to end up being. So if they if he goes to a country that has a pretty nice jail, he may try to serve his jail time there, in the Cayman or someplace. That's all I'm saying. I'm huh. saying I I don't think they're going to grab him here. Um, he's going to go to trial and probably lose, but he's going to try to get some cushy spot. I didn't say he wasn't going to huh. go to jail. Wow. I just think that so you it's think be, huh? huh? No, go ahead. You think what? I think that see, there are a lot of loopholes that we don't explore just generally, but I believe uh-huh. that he's going to go someplace that if he's convicted that he'll be able to serve like house arrest or be in some isolated area that's going to allow him to do time and get back without him having to perp walk and have an orange jumpsuit. That's the thing that I, wow. I that see him in orange jumpsuit. I think he's going to get convicted and they're going to try to work something out outside of that because because he's a president that they're going to claim his their fear for his life and all this other stuff. You know, white supremacists is not going to protect him in jail. They love him, wow. but he don't love them, and they'll figure that out probably in about a day and a half, <laughs> right? It's his, it's his disgust for them. So he'll be in danger either way. So they'll probably figure okay, out a wow. way for him to do time. That's interesting. All right. Um, I, I kind of like this. I think what I'm going to do next week, I'm going to do a Q&A section. I'm going to call that. I want to do that once a month. I like this because these are interesting questions. I like your answer. Okay, Mr. Elias, you have the last word, man. Give me a comment on this. Do you think this guy is going to be convicted and put in jail after he has, uh, after he is no longer president of the United States? I think he'll be charged with a, uh, with a crime, but going to jail? No, I don't think he'll go to jail. I think he'll weasel Why? his way out of it, like he always does. I mean, he, he's going to find a way to weasel his way out of it, and that's 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 what that's who he is. You know, well, he's a snake. There it is. That's what it is. Okay, all right, all right, folks. It is time. For Chatterbox, we read final thoughts from the world famous chat room and from uh, social media. Did this because of my boy Jerome's coming back. He's kind of wading in the water a little bit, so you know we'll we'll give him a break this one. Even though I missed that segment of the show, I really do. I, All right, I, so Mr. Elias, man. Yeah. Okay, yeah you got you do, well, okay. Well, hold on. What? Well, go ahead and give us a few real quick before we do Chatterbox. Give us a few. Okay. You know, here, here we go real quick. You know, I um, want to hear Chatterbox. Which is that? Yo, yeah, you got some coming. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerome. No, I want right. to hear before I go to church. So hurry okay, up. go to Chatterbox. Jeez, but that's the programming. Go to Chatterbox now. Yeah, I, I see. Okay, all right. I tell you what, all right. Well, I tell you what we'll do. We'll do it like we did last time he was here. Uh, folks, hang out. Majority of folks listen uh, on uh, delay anyway. So hang out. Call in 347-850-1272. We'll spend a few minutes after we say our goodbyes with our main man, Jerome. Glad he's back in the house. Want to hear his voice. Have a few stories for us. We want to hear him. All right, so now, Chatterbox, Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? Uh, I got Covina man that says Trump unlocked the new Confederate nationalists. They are as dumb as they sound. He did like the new what? They, they, he unlocked the new Confederate nationalists. They are as dumb as they sound. Wow. Okay. 
right, uh, let me see. I have a few. Let me read with the pastor. The pastor hit us twice. I'm going to read them in order. All right, so look, uh, Pastor Stephen Jones, uh, peace and blessings, family. Miss Vanessa, you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I have to tell my friends every now and then. Look, he said, but I have to tell my friends every now and then, I wasn't always saved or God is still working on me. <laughs> Great show as always. I agree with Jay. People have every right to be angry. We all love this country, and I'm truly amazed that we have gone from a president who wore a tan suit to a president who is an adulterer, a liar, a racist, a cheat, a dummy. He says, well, just pick one. He said, this Vanessa, now it's your turn to pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going past. I'm getting in the car right now. <laughs> All right, here's one from uh, Momima Alaraz. Sorry. The entire world is laughing at this clown. What a shame for America. Here's one from Jerry Paula Poverino. Uh, sorry. America has truly elected a true idiot, incompetent, and actually unaware of the truth. Here's one from Audra C. from California. Good morning, everybody. I love this show. Like Jay said, if this was an SNL skit, it would be funny. We are all doomed. Marietta Music finally checked in. Love me some Mr. LS, and my husband is back. Hey, baby. Thank you. For, I've been here. I've been here, Marietta. Oh, you're talking about Jerome. My bad. All right. Uh, and Stephen F. Jones kicked back in. <laughs> Pastor kicked back in. He says, look, I had to chime back in, Jay. I'm praying for you, too, brother. Oh, he must have talked about when I was going berserk. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor. All right. We're going to step out and take our last break. Final thoughts are coming up. And remember, uh, we're going to get an abbreviated edition of On, on a Need to Know Basis with my main man, Jerome. You listen to the serious side Oh, the J. Show, wow. It's time for this week's edition of Under the Radar, stories that didn't make the cut for the live show. However, they are important stories that you need to know. Here's our story for this week. Are we ready to flip Florida blue? He was poised to make political history, the first black nominee in a major party to run for governor in Florida. A rising star in the Democratic Party, Andrew Gillum came within striking distance of the governor's mansion during a hotly contested race in 2018. He lost to Republican Ron DeSantis by less than half a percentage point. RJ and I uh, wanted to take a moment uh, to congratulate uh, Mr. DeSantis. The 41-year-old husband and father was later floated as a possible VP contender. But behind the scenes, Gillum's life was unraveling. In the early hours of March 13th, police found him inebriated in this Miami Beach hotel room with two other men. A photo of Gillum in a compromising position was leaked for the world to see. Gillum denied ever taking methamphetamines, but checked into a rehab facility for treatment of alcoholism and depression. Now, six months later, Andrew Gillum is making his first television appearance, sitting down in an exclusive interview with Cameron Hall, talking about the night that changed his life. What do you want people to know about the purpose, your intention, when you went to that room? I would say the reason why I went to that room is probably no different than how anybody might communicate with someone that they are in a friendship, relationship, whatever, with. Um, I understand very well what people assume about that. When that photo came out, I didn't recognize the person on the floor. That was not anything 
more than a person being at their most vulnerable state, unconscious, having given no consent, and someone decided to use a moment where I was literally lying in my own vomit. And when you first saw it, I don't know how you're still standing. I don't know how. You're still here. I'm still here, (laughs) by the grace of God. Um, So much of my recovery has been about trying to get over shame. Shame is not that I did bad, but I am bad. That's it. Thank you for listening. And remember, every week we'll feature stories that you need to know right here on Under the Radar, sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. I'm Jay Rao. See you next time. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lucid, enabling knowledge when you need it most, providing access to one of the world's largest pool of survey respondents, helping brands, businesses, and agencies understand their target audiences. Get started at luc.id. Tropical Storm Sally is getting stronger this morning as it moves over the Gulf of Mexico. NPR's Amy Held reports that Sally is expected to hit the Gulf Coast as a powerful Category 2 hurricane by Tuesday. A hurricane warning now extends from southeastern Louisiana into Mississippi, including New Orleans, prompting Mayor LaToya Cantrell to issue evacuation orders for parts of the city not protected by levees. The system is going down and potentially building its strength. Everyone needs to take this very seriously. Eric Blake is with the National Hurricane Center and says Sally could bring up to 20 inches of rain and 100 mile per hour winds, which could push massive amounts of seawater on shore. Storm surge, yeah, we're talking 7 to 11 feet. That's life-threatening and extremely dangerous. Louisiana is once again under a state of emergency after dealing with Hurricane Laura late last month. Amy Held and Pierney. Forecasters are also keeping an eye on Hurricane Paulette. The National Hurricane Center says Paulette will be near Bermuda by tonight or tomorrow. The latest advisory says the storm will bring a prolonged period of strong winds, storm surge, and heavy rainfall beginning this evening, with forecasters urging residents to take measures to protect life and property. To Russia now, where voters are casting ballots today, dozens of local elections are being held, and they're being closely watched as a test of support for the ruling United Russia Party following the suspected poisoning of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at AECF.org. admit, boy, this is one of those shows where you have to say, damn. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a deep show. Great content. Loved it, loved it, loved it. But now it's time for our final thoughts. And our dear friend, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree, man. Give me your final thoughts, man. Well, I, my final thought is I just want to, um, you know, I, I really don't have anything to say. 
But everybody just have a good week. I kind of was thinking a bunch of things, but I'm sure I'm for the people who are staying after the show, I'll probably talk during then. But everybody have a good weekend. Shout out to, um, you know, Kathleen. I know she's not here. Um, of course, um, I want to shout out to everybody who's been really supportive on the show. And uh, Mariana Music, uh, of course, I'm going to shout you out. So just want to tell everybody have a good week. See you next week. Hey, man, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. And, you know, we know the deal. God bless and glad you're here. Can't wait to a little bit of that spice after this is all over with. Uh, the man that gets the first and last word, uh, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Amen. Final thoughts. Look, Naomi Osaka won the, the uh, U.S. Open. Oh, thanks, Mr. Elias. I was trying to watch it tape delayed, but, you know, you, why would you even bring that up? But go ahead. Thanks, sir. Thank <laughs> oh, you. I was going to bring it up. I appreciate later. it. <laughs> what about um, going to Thanks. Look, look, I, I think what she did was outstanding as far as the, the sports, but what she did uh, as far as bringing uh, awareness to the people that were killed by either uh, unarmed black men that were killed by either police or, man, just shut up. Let me finish. Good Lord. You act like a little baby. Um, okay, never mind. Yeah, you can have it. Mother. <laughs> no, go ahead, man. Thank you. I mean, I was listening to the news. I'm like, I hope this guy doesn't say who won. And here comes Mr. Elias, a guy who I never thought I would. Hey, man, but you know what? What you're saying makes it's bigger than that. You go ahead and finish your thoughts. I know no, where you're going with it. And it's an important message. Go ahead. I love it. All the unarmed black people like Breonna Taylor. Uh, that Absolutely. were killed by police or people of, of that nature. And I, I thought that was outstanding with what that young lady did. And she brought it to the forefront. And I applaud what yeah. she did. And that needs to be recognized by the, by the, by, by, by yeah. people, man. So it's bigger than the Absolutely. other one. Absolutely. So thank you, Naomi. Yeah, thank you for bringing it up. I'm still mad at you, but I but I agree. I mean, I understand the bigger <laughs> point. And she just and because I've been trying, like, because I started watching it yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta stop. I'm gonna watch it right after the show. And something told me to watch it, have it on during the show. But I said, you know what? Because usually during the news, during the NPR news update, they'll announce who won it. But when he didn't say it, I'm like, good. And then it's just ironic. The first thing that comes out your mind, I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm glad because if you watch tennis and you know this young lady, she's mm-hmm. a very shy person. And for her to get her voice and to do these things, and one of the things that they did actually uh, during the two weeks at the U.S. Open, I was over Serena one on 24th, but that's okay. But they actually had Trayvon Martin's mother come on mm-hmm. and tell her thank you and uh, and uh, what's the other man and uh, what's his name Ahmad um, Ahmad Ahmad yeah. his father came on and thanked her and it really mm-hmm. brought her to tears so kudos to her for doing that God bless her I mean getting her voice I'm glad she won uh, she'll be the person I'm following from now on uh, but yeah it, it was a good thing so thank you for bringing that up Miss Elias. You know, my thing. All right, listen, I'm going to ask people to pray for me because I almost said something during the course of the show about Rush Limbaugh. And I think everybody knew what I was about to say. And I'm trying my best not to say it now. I really am. But I really want to say it. But I'm not going to say it yeah. because I try to have Jesus to in my you? heart. Say you want what? Me to say it for you? you want me to say it for you? No, man, because, you know, I, well, that's right. You and Ethan, go ahead and say it, Mr. Elias. <laughs> Hey, look, if I woke up, if I woke up tomorrow morning, that son of a bitch wasn't alive, I wouldn't care. I would. But well, that's not what I was I'll gonna say. Fun. But but I've already <laughs> said that. 
Uh, I was going to say something else. When you said that guy who has cancer, and my comment was going to be, ooh, I can't do it. All right, so I'm going to pray for Jesus. Pray for me and my family because <laughs> I can't do it. That just ain't right. But seriously, folks, it was a very uh, passionate show this morning because we care about our country. And when people are showing you who they are, you have to believe it. I don't care if you voted for President Obama back in 2012. All of a sudden, you had a, a you know a kumbaya moment, and you felt it was the right thing to do. Your true colors came out because you came back and, and resorted and back to what you are and who you are. You can't hide from who you are. No lie lives forever. And like I said during the course of the show, if people said these things to you. You would say, wait a minute, if a doctor told me that I had a mump on my arm instead of stage four cancer, you'd sue him for malpractice. And so we want the American people to sue this idiot on November. Forget this guy out of office. He is dangerous. And I don't want to hear the opinion of people who don't even know who the damn vice president is, people who don't even know that President Obama was a damn state senator back in 2001. I mean, stop it. This nonsense. People are idiots. Go put on your black Nike. Go put on your black Nikes and lay on a bunk somewhere. And... I shouldn't say that either. All right, Mr. Elias, man. Uh, if it's uh, Sunday, I mean, I'm just, I'm just put off by all this. To be honest with you, I'm like Vanessa. I'm at a whole different level of madness. But you know, I'll digress. All right, Mr. Elias. If it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the day, Rob. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you, and uh, we appreciate you. And if you don't like what we're saying, you know what I tell you, change the damn channel. So for Vanessa, for Jerome, for Johnny, for Kathleen, for my main member, I'm Jerry Robson. Have a wonderful work week if you have a job in this economy. And if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. And hang out because Jerome's going to give us a taste right here coming up next. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do?
but she came out and represented. So shout out to her. Yeah. Um, Twenty two, and she wore Kobe's. If she wore Kobe's uh, jersey, I mean, she just. I mean, she did the whole thing. I love it. Yep, yep. And, and you know, again, I think she she doesn't know that she's being brave. But the reason that you know that she's being brave is because rich black people won't do that. You won't see Oprah do that. Right? Like, when you watch Rich Black folks and they, they start, that, uh, hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to throw Michael oh under the bus either, Ooh. but I'm just saying, rich black people <laughs> don't like to make waves. So sometimes they take the young kids. And she made, what, $35 million, including the winnings that she just got um, this yeah. year? Shout out to her. God bless her. Yep. Yep. Now, global temperatures are on track to reach um, a level that the planet has never seen in 50 million years. So by 23, well, 2,300, um, analysis of um, seabed rock has kind of revealed. um, This is, by the way, it's from U.S. and German uh, um, experts uh, analyzed like coral drilling um, from the seabed. And they're saying um, they did it over the last five decades, um, reconstructing Earth's history. And they're saying that it has not been, um, global levels have not been this high in 50 million years. So, I don't know. you. If I, I don't want to go to it too deeply, but that's when they extract oxygen from rocks and all of that other stuff to see what the levels were and all of that. But, again, we're in, we're in a level that nobody's ever seen before. I don't like to say that because Trump says that and he has no proof, but there is proof on this one. All right. Food wrappers will overtake cigarette butts as the top uh, litter item found on beaches for the first time in 30 years. So each September, this U.S.-based environmental group, Ocean um, um, Conservatory or something, um, holds an international coastal cleanup. So a single day of litter uh, picked up across the globe. And they're just saying that, you know, candy wrappers or food wrappers is going to affect the 3.2 million. It's going to affect 3.2 billion people by 2050. That that change of um, water scarcity is going to affect that many people just from us damaging it by self sabotage and a loss of um, glaciers will lead to a water shortage. 2050 is what we're looking at now. All right, now coronavirus infections in the Dakotas are growing faster than anywhere else in the U.S. as, um, you know, you know, both North and South Dakota, both states are requiring um, masks now. So they're just saying that if you are anywhere near North Dakota, they are getting hit hard. And they're saying it's fueling a passionate debate over masks and personal freedom. I never understand that, but that is crazy. Now, to your our, our conversation earlier, there's a personality study of over um, 3.3 million Americans revealed that revealed traits of early American settlers during the Wild West era still lingers in the current U.S. population living amongst mountain regions. If you don't know what that study means. It means exactly what we said earlier, is that that mentality of feeling like, um, you know, the early settlers, you can kill all the Native Americans and you don't have to do this and black people can't have that. They said 3.3 million people in that study are revealing traits of that. 
And that's why Donald Trump has such a big following, because those traits still exist in Americans. But we're watching that on TV, so the study is telling us something that we know, but they actually did a study in case you need the numbers. Now, the MTA imposes a $50 fine on New York City subway and bus um, riders um, who refuse to cover their face on public transit. So the fines will go into effect on Monday, and, um, you know, Governor Cuomo said that um, it's mandatory that we do it here in New York. And, and again, in New York, we have a really low transmission rate, but they're not taking any chances because college students are coming back. Now, Twitter is to remove or label tweets about the election rigging or premature election results to combat misinformation. So Twitter is set to remove um, or label misinformation during the doggone, what is it, during the election season. So during this year's presidential election, they said that um, anything that's put out there to undermine public confidence in elections or other civil liberties, including the presidential elections, they're going to block it or label it, which sounds kind of responsible. Now, Facebook needs to get on the get on the bandwagon. Now, um, a group of 19 African-American families bought 97 acres track of land in rural Georgia, which they plan to use to create a city that will serve as a safe space for black families. Now, here is where racism kicks in. The, um, the planning of a black cooperative town, which will be known as Freedom, will is slated to be built, you know, just east of Macon, Georgia, and south of, um, like, 120 miles south of Atlanta. And it was the brainchild of um, um, uh, this a realtor and, a, and an investor. And they just Ashley Scott is the, is the real estate agent. And they took some un- unincorporated land, bought 97 acres, and they said that being able to create a community that is thriving, thriving safe and has agriculture and commercial businesses that are supporting one another, one another, and the dollars that are circulating in our community is our vision. Now, the reason I said this is important is because this is where white supremacy and racism come in. They will, having all of those black people living in harmony with white folks say, y'all do your own thing. Once you do it, you're going to watch white folks go in there and claim that they're being discriminated against. So as soon as they do that, I guess white, white folks are going to go in and say, hey, we want a piece of this. So they're going to probably have a problem. All right. Now, um, the new legal drama series for life um, that um, 50 Cent or Curtis Jackson serves as executive producer and guest stars on the show. They shut down filming on Friday due to issues of uh, COVID-19. Um, they're, they're testing. So what they're saying is that they had a bunch of negative tests and then had some positive and, and then some negative tests. So they think with the inconsistency of the test, they just decided to shut down temporarily. So until they get that fixed for life, for anybody who watches that show, will be off the air. So um, I don't know. I have, I have uh, one more, Jay. Are you good? We're good, brother. You're good? Okay. Well, okay. Well, actually, two. A huge swarm of mosquitoes born in the aftermath, aftermath of um, Hurricane Laura killed hundreds of cows and deer and in, uh, in wildlife in Louisiana. So farmers in five parishes in Louisiana um, said to have lost about 300 to 400 cattle just because of mosquitoes. I didn't know this happened, but apparently in 2002, 
for Lily in 2005 for Rita, um, livestock usually are susceptible to um, being killed by mosquitoes after hurricanes. Have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that before. Wow. Never. Yeah. It seems weird, but they said it, when they bite them so much, it leaves them with anemia and bleeding under their skins. And so that's pretty wow. much how they die. Never heard that. No. Never heard right. that either. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if this is for me or somebody else, but, you know, they said that uh, that scientists found that individuals who can unconsciously predict um, complex patterns in the environment believe in God. This one's for Vanessa, right? So people who can detect okay. that. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying for people who are going to church, I just want to say that they're right. finding that individuals who can who can solve complex patterns, they realize that their belief in God is stronger because it creates an order. Um, and to intervene in, like, chaos in the universe, there has to be some kind of order created. And so those people usually end up believing in God. Wow. Yeah. I can see it, that, it was, I guess. Yeah. I can see that. What you say? I said I can see that. You can see that? All right. Yeah, now, I guess. Right? Yep. Okay, so my last story, you know, single people cope better with lockdown than those in unhappy relationships. Now, this would be kind of easy to figure cope out. better with what? They said that they're coping better with the COVID lockdown, single people are, than people oh. in unhappy relationships. Well, you have to look at somebody you don't like 24 hours a day. Of course you're happy being single. I hope they didn't spend any money for that. I could have answered that question for them. Hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the survey was done um, in Australia. A thousand Australians oh, wow. lockdowns, and they had to figure that out. The link between relationship status and emotional state. Man, they could have just oh, called boy. us. Why didn't you just call in on the Sunday? Yeah, yeah man, just send us a couple of, you know, hey, hey, Jerome, man, give me a couple hundred bucks. I can tell you that. That's easy. I mean, that's an easy fix. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Appreciate you being back, man. You know how I feel about you. And the, and the listeners were, I mean, it got to the point where we had to, and you folks that's out there who are listening know this, we had to, we all, look, they asked what was going on, and, you know, and obviously, you know, obviously, privacy, we, we didn't go into detail about it. Right. Just said that, you know, he's just going to leave absence. He'll be back when he gets back. So I'm pretty sure all you people who every week said, where is he at, where is he at, where is he at, they're, okay, I, one half of the riddle has been answered. So, well, you know, now you have to wait on Kat Kathleen, and so I'm pretty yeah, sure a lot of I'll people are happy, happy that you're back. Yeah, well, well, thanks a lot. You know, I I, I would tune in and listen, and um, sometimes I would come in the chat, but I was tra- I, I was moving around a lot. You know, I have a um, my mom is in the hospital, so it's kind of taking a, a lot of um, energy. She is still in the hospital, so you know I appreciate the pr- the prayers and the, the text and all of that stuff that was that's going um, that is coming. So yeah. I'm not really big on giving personal stuff while we're doing news yeah. or. Or and and right. doing you know media, but you know I, yeah. I just wanted to kind of say that from that perspective that you know I, I'll be back on the show and that wasn't um, it wasn't like going to be a prolonged hiatus, but yeah, just some yeah. medical emergency stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, and, and for the record, we did you know obviously you know I know that, and so it was like hey he'll be yeah. back don't worry he's fine you know everybody's where's Jerome I mean it just. Yeah, but I, I, like, I wow. don't anybody even yeah. cares that I say two words on this show. So, you know, I'm really thankful, and, and I respect do. that. I really, um, yeah. really appreciate yeah. it. 
I'm, well, I'm glad you said that, and you know, so because I know it was hard because people are, Jay, you know, you know what happened to him? Somebody, you know, and then you have people, oh, did somebody get him because of, you know, no, no nobody got him. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, we're all fine. <laughs> you know, we're fine. Just, yeah, he's yeah. he's fine. So I'm glad there he is. Your man is back, and your husband is back too, Mariana. And there you go. So there I'm here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Well, listen. Uh, appreciate you. Can't wait. To, you know, I mean, your voice is and ever. It's it's like a hole, a big void that you have to fill. And a lot of people were, you know, giving us kudos uh, in the spirit of you. But but you know, the bottom line is is that there's no serious side without that guy. And so that guy is just important to this show than yours truly. So hey, it is what it is. We love this guy. He's our man. And. Uh, you know, we love him, man. I don't want to get all misty. All right, Jerome. So, look, man, appreciate you. Glad that uh, right. I hope that the hard part is over. And, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll uh, I'll give you a call during the week, man. I want to talk to you about something anyway. All right, good. No, she's, she's, she's on the upswing. So, we're, we we are just kind of keeping, staying prayerful and, you know, want her to get rehab and all that stuff to get better. So, you know, good. that's right. where we that's are. That's good stuff. Yep. You folks, and I'll tell you folks something that I've been knowing this man for a long time. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, for him to come and tell you this, consider yourselves privileged. <laughs> but we always say to you folks that are diehard listeners, there are people out there that I know that listens every Sunday that we don't know who you are, but we feel your presence. I uh, got something three weeks ago from Elise. I've been listening since the very beginning, Jay. I'm like, why don't you call in and talk to us? You know, but some of them can't. They're on their way to church because of the time we come on. That's fine. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we feel just as much for you guys as you feel for us. So it's it's been a humbling experience uh, for me, Jerome, to know that, um, you know, the things we say are resonating with people. And, you know, and every now and then we turn that one crazy over to come on the right side. You know, that's uh-huh. always fulfilling as well. But yeah. it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a labor of love, folks. So I just want you guys yeah. to know it. It is always important, especially to me, that we leave every every show with some information that you didn't know, right? So we yep. we're I know definitely my mission is always to kind of dispel and clean up some of the stuff that's out there. And so I'm glad that everybody's yep. listening um, because I take it really serious, and that's why I'm usually always serious on the serious side. I don't really yep. find it find it funny a lot because I know when you go into the week that it's better that you're armed with information that's going to make your life better and make you see the world um, in a a good context so I I appreciate that man Yep. Yeah, you know the thing is that's also humbling, and I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm probably supposed to be going to let you go. I, I, and what's really what really makes me feel cool is that you know people will say, "Oh, we just couldn't wait, man. We couldn't wait to get here on Sunday to hear what you guys had to say about it." You know, it's like, and so that's always I'm like, wow. You know, they they're really waiting. Oh, they, they, your Sunday couldn't get here fast enough. You know, and and uh, you know, one girl was like, "Oh, I, I, that's a double edged sword because when Sunday comes, it means I got to go to work, but I just can't wait to say because I'm here with you guys. Got say about blah, 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 blah. so so it's um and i know how that is because sometimes things happen throughout the week and i'm like oh i can't wait to hear what roman rome has to say about this so so well, i get it cool folks i'm a fan thing, too i want to say this is that it gave me an idea for a new segment so for you guys who are listening who have not called in or or sent messages and for those who have every now and then maybe once a month or so i'll just take questions I know I'll do I'll do news, just cold news for what's going on in the world. 
But if you if there's some questions that you want us to address that we're not doing during the show, we should just do a quick interview segment like we're doing now. I mean, because that yeah. kind of is one of those things. If you if you're interested in something that we're not discussing or just want to ask a question, this we could do yeah. an ask segment as well. So it works. Yeah, I like that. We could definitely try to incorporate that in the show. And for those who may be listening. You know, like it may be Wednesday. <laughs> You're listening on yeah. a Wednesday. Send it. You know, yeah. send it. We'll, we'll 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 read it. You know, we'll we'll do like we do with Chatterbox. Maybe that's something we'll do. You send your well, questions we'll throughout do... the week, and we'll try to answer. Yeah. Them, you know, doing a segment of the show. I like. Well, that. I don't want to take any of the segments that's off, but I'm just saying, like while we're in overtime like this, if there was like yeah. a build up of questions, we could do that. You know, once a month or something, and just say, hey, you know what, yeah. we're going to do an ask segment. So. That works as well. I like that. Jerome, I like that. I got to think about, and look, look, folks, look at the sausage making process. You're right here. The, the <laughs> ask. We got to figure out an acronym for ask. I like that. But, but you know, the thing is, is that you're right. I mean, a lot of people, and I tell people all the time, our listenership is great. We love you guys. But our, our, our people that listen at their own, you know, on their own time is where all the listens come from. I mean, I'll come in here on a Wednesday. It'd be like, you know, 4,000 listens. You know, people are listening, you know, at their leisure. And that's fine. Listen whenever you want to. My thing is just get the information, right? Yep. Because we're not trying to – the one thing I can tell you about it, and I tell people this all the time, this is not a rehearsed show. I was talking to a young lady who listened to us last week, and, you know, she reached out to me, and, and I, I gave her my, my number, and we ended up talking on the phone. And she was like, you know, man, how much did time it take you I said, this show is not rehearsed. I said, I think that's the reason why people dig it, because when, when I ask some of these questions, or, back, or either or, you're getting like a raw answer. You're, you're getting it straight. I mean, this is the first thing, like, whoa, really? Let me answer the question. And so yeah. I, I think that th- 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 that this makes it genuine. Exactly. <laughs> rehearsed and have producers and writers for them no, to crack No, no, we know. Yeah, we're not no, no, no. This is not rehearsed anger that you heard in the first set. That was straight up real. I mean, and 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 it's just it's passion, and that's what this is all about. We want you to feel it, and I'm glad you're feeling it. I'm glad you guys listen. And you know, when I tell you that we are a family up in this piece, ain't nothing y'all can say that's gonna ever disrupt that mess. And there are a lot of things people say about me that I don't read on the air. A lot of people they say about Jerome. Mr. You know, Mr. LES gets some, too. They talk about him in his mouth sometimes. But I read what I think that makes sense. Some of that other stuff, I keep telling you, Fox folks, you know, and I almost said it again about Rush Limbaugh. I'm trying to, be, I'm trying to stay Christian. Let me say this to you. I'm not going to read your comments on the air. I don't care. You can send them. You can try to hide names. Let me just say this one more time, one more again. I'm not reading them. You can call us what you want. Oh, it's supposed to be an open show. Hey, buddy, you want to talk that kind of yin-yang? Hannity's out there. Uh, Your boy Limbaugh's out there. You can go to a Fox News feed and type in all that nonsense you want to. Yeah. Every now and then I may read one because I want us to, to address them right at the root. If you say something crazy sometimes, we're going to come right at you. But most of that crap y'all read, that, that, that come on in now. I'm not reading that mess. So you're wasting your time. So <laughs> right. It is what it is. All right, Rome. Look, man, appreciate right you. Now. Folks, we appreciate you. And uh, we will see you right back here. Be safe. Wear a mask. You're not a punk for wearing a mask. Wear a mask. And remember what I said. I want to leave you guys with this. Remember what I said in the first segment of this show. Use common sense. If a person that knew 
if you would breathe a certain amount of air that there's a very decent possibility that you would die and they didn't tell you, would you still be friends with them? Oh, that's my buddy. He didn't want me to get upset. We're about to walk into an ambush, but I don't want to know. Hey, man, those weeds are moving to the side. I don't worry about that. That's just the wind blowing hard. Instead of telling them, hey, there's like, you know, people up in the woods waiting to shoot you. Think about it. Stop looking at it through the lens of Trump and just use your common freaking sense. My God, right. Jerome, anything you want to add before we get out of here, man? No. You know, hey, I do want to ask you a question. I don't really know how yeah. I feel about football this year. I know football season is yeah. about to start in about 10 minutes, but you know what's funny yeah. about the NFL is that now that Colin Kaepernick has been proved right and now people get the yeah. freedom to kneel or do whatever they want to do, uh, I don't know how I feel about them. The owners you know, that's interesting draft. you say that. Yeah. I, I, but we, you, you know, I tell you, I don't know, Jerome. I, yeah. I watched Thursday, and, uh, uh, you know, it felt natural, but, right. you know – What's going to give me pause is I know there are owners out there like Jerry Jones, right, who's saying right, that, yeah. you know, his people can't, you know, and, and the way they're doing Dak Prescott. So, I, you know, and to yeah. be honest with you, and I will be perfectly honest with you, I had completely forgot about it until you just said that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, don't know I, I completely it. forgot that there was football today. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. I don't. I really don't. I, I don't know what to make of of, All right. Um, maybe uh, maybe I'll ask you again next week to see if you if you've uh, if you had some time to let it marinate. But I really don't know. I'm sure Elias will probably yeah. give me a, give us a a different perspective. But what do you think? Well, okay, back at you. Don't you don't know. Okay, that's right. You don't know. You don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Yep. That was it. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, okay, folks, there, there's the teaser for the week. Come back, and uh, Jerome and I will tell you how we felt about this week's edition of all the games that are going on. But until then, you guys be safe. God bless you all. And remember, if it is Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. OT. We'll see you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Radio Network.